0: you're listening to Formby podcast In this podcast we're at Formby Lawn Tennis Club today looking at Formby Lawn Tennis Club going forward paddle courts artificial courts possibly clay courts all going on all going on into the future for Formby Lawn Tennis Club here's Peter Collinson
1: History of the Lawn Tennis Club, 1888 to 2020, written by Peter Collinson.
0: It is. And how many members have you got currently?
1: We've got about 300 members at the moment. But as I said before, more people are playing tennis than ever before out of those 300 members. We have six courts. We have plans to build a paddle court and plans to build two new clay courts. Uh, these have to be passed by the planning permission and also an an EGM which will be called once we get planning permission for the paddle court
0: and what is a paddle court?
1: Yeah, a paddle court is a cross between a squash court and a tennis court it occupies about a third of the size of a tennis court it's best played as doubles. It's played with uh, plastic rackets, uh, and you can hit the ball off the back of the back wall, similar to squash. Um, and if you just go onto YouTube and look up paddle tennis, you can see how popular a game it is, especially in Europe, and it's starting to climb in popularity. In the UK now with many many paddle courts all waiting for planning permission from the various uh, local uh, council um, I'm surprised and slightly irritated that we have not been given permission as yet to build a paddle court it seems it's an extra facility for the people of Formby and I'm astonished they seem to have dragged their feet to give us this permission and I would urge anyone listening again uh, to write to the council and ask why permission hasn't been granted to add this facility uh, for the people of Formby.
0: And you have the money to build these paddle courts?
1: Yes, we, uh, as part of being part of the LTA we have to put a certain amount of money away Every year which we do and we've been doing that for the last 20 odd years and we now have enough money uh, to put a new paddle court in Uh, the the paddle court to put a new paddle court in is over a hundred thousand pounds that includes preparing the ground the actual court and the construction we're very fortunate that uh, Liverpool Football Club uh, gifted our present paddle court. Uh, Jürgen Klopp is a great paddle court, uh, paddle tennis player himself. And when Liverpool moved from Melwood to their new facilities in Kirby, uh, the paddle court rather than being demolished, we were able to pick it up, dismantle it and bring it to our club where it is waiting to be erected once planning permission has been granted.
0: And is a, a paddle court, it can't, why can't you use the squash court that is 150 yards away from the tennis club?
1: Oh, it's a totally different game is to, it? to squash court. Different rackets, different balls, different rules.
0: But the same square, high-walled building?
1: Almost, yes, almost. So
0: You have two squash courts with six members, I think, in the squash club at the moment, aren't
1: there? Yes, but a squash court, you're playing against a wall. When you're playing paddle tennis, you're playing against opponents. So you've got two people at one side of the net and two people at the other side of the net, similar to tennis. So if you think about them, they're playing tennis, but they have the facility to be able to play off a back wall as well, which is why I've said it's a cross between squash and tennis
0: it sounds like it's spaceship tennis
1: spaceship tennis sounds good to me
0: when you see formby lawn tennis club you can see that it has been loved nourished and incredibly well run since its start apart from not being able to keep the minutes for the first however many years to be able to replace the courts every 10 years is it you replace all of the hard courts the all the
1: yeah the artificial grass courts um it's about every 10 to 15 years uh they have progressed the hard the uh, the grass courts the artificial grass courts Uh, grass courts were everywhere up until about the 1970s and then they put in shale courts which were pretty horrible really because if you fell over uh, over on one of those you knew about it the trouble with grass courts is you couldn't play in the winter and the club actually used to close down in September and not open until Easter so it was only played for six months of the year even when you could play the grass courts were not available until lunchtime Uh, and if it rained and you played on them and if Mr Noble found you playing on the courts when they were wet you were in serious trouble so to make it an all year round court uh, club you had to put in artificial courts which we have done and hopefully we will build clay courts as well alongside them to give you two different services to play on.
0: For artificial courts, when did they actually arrive at the Formula One Tennis Club? Ah. Because some of the best tennis that we play, I think, is the evenings at the end of November on a crisp night. And you're down with the floodlights. And I mean, floodlights, just in their own right, are very unusual in a club of this size, are they not?
1: Yeah, the floodlights on Courts 1 to 4 were installed in 1988. And then Courts 5 and 6 were converted to artificial grass in 2000. Um, The floodlights on Courts 5 and 6 were then installed in 2003. So the grass courts were put in probably in the 1980s. The
0: artificial courts.
1: The artificial courts. Sorry, yes, in ninety, in the nineteen eighties. So we're now a, we can play all year round, which is great.
0: And you can, I mean, and you just put dust and sand on those, and that looks after them. I mean, they are brilliant. The courts. They were replaced, I think, something like twenty fourteen. Were they? Twenty thirteen,
1: twenty fourteen. No, they weren't replaced. No, but we had the grass courts we had nine grass courts uh, originally uh, and then the grass courts uh, one to six were converted from the 1980s finishing in the year 2000 Uh, we then closed the grass courts down Um, the South decision to close the three remaining grass courts was made in 2015 after consultation with the members The result of this vote was almost unanimous and signalled the end of an era. Members would rather wait until a hard court, that's the artificial grass court, became available instead of playing on the vacant grass courts. And to maintain the grass courts was a huge expense. Uh, Something like probably as much as a a quarter of our income was spent on maintaining the grass courts Uh, so it was quite sad to see them close, but uh, the evidence was there that people would rather play an artificial rather than grass.
0: Well it's sad if you're for nostalgia perhaps and the memory of going around with your white skirt flowing playing tennis but if you actually paid on grass the ball just didn't bounce did it? I mean it just... I just remember playing and it was just the ball just never actually bounced, whereas on a hard court, an artificial court, you always get that bounce. Yes,
1: you get a true bounce. If I could just pull you up there, I never actually wore a white flowing skirt when I played. I wore white shorts.
0: For podcast is an independent production. It comes to you free. If you'd like us to tell your story or you know of a story, contact us at for at gmail.com. See you next time.